This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Just Josh with you today. And, you know, we've been talking a lot here the last couple weeks about everything that the Browns have been doing in free agency. All the signings, the trades, the big moves, everything that Andrew Barry and the Cleveland Browns front office have done to improve this team drastically going into 2023 here. But today I want to talk about the rest of the AFC North. What are we up against? What are our division rivals doing in free agency? Because, you know, we've been so focused on the Browns that I think it's important to stop for a second and let's just take a quick gander and see what everybody else is up to and whether or not they've gotten any better or maybe they've gotten worse. So we will look at that. Before we do, though, make sure you guys follow us on all our socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Make sure that you are liking this video. Click like, subscribe to the channel, please, and turn on notifications so you don't ever miss a new episode, a new video that we're dropping on the channel here on YouTube. And uh, before I move any for any further, I do want to remind everybody the t-shirt contest is going on. And I feel like people may have forgotten a little bit because we're not getting as many entries as I thought we would. So the people who have already submitted your entries, thank you very much. You have a pretty darn good shot of winning because we haven't gotten a ton. So if you need a reminder on how that works, go to thedogspodcast.com slash win, W-I-N. All the rules are there. How to enter the t-shirt giveaway contest for 2023. And last but not least, head to jointhedogs.com. Support the show. Become a Dog Pack member. Help us continue to produce this great content. And we even produce extra stuff for you guys in the Patreon. And we're always connected in there talking back and forth. There's always threads going on. Get access to our private Discord. It's a ton of fun. Meet a lot of Browns fans from all over the world. Okay, first, let's take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. In 2022, they were 9-8. and eight. They put up 308 yards on offense, which was 26th in the league. So they were pretty low to the or pretty far at the bottom of the league as far as offense 346 points allowed that was 10th best in the league so their defense was still good Pittsburgh's defense is always pretty good so not surprising overall rank by PFF uh 18th uh in the league offensive rank was 16th defense 18th special teams was 31st so they were almost dead last rank wise for their special teams unit just a side note since free agency is you know, it's happening every single day, every hour of every day as we go. There's probably going to be some names in here that I, I'm either missing or are, are getting signed or some trades happening or whatever it may be. But as of this recording, the key additions that the Pittsburgh Steelers have made so far in the offseason through free agency, cornerback Patrick Peterson, guard Nate Herbig, linebacker Cole Holcomb, and guard Isaac Sumalo. Now, 
Patrick Peterson actually had a pretty darn good season in 2022 for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he was ranked as the 12th best cornerback in the entire league. Played 645 coverage snaps, allowed just 43 receptions for 534 yards, three touchdowns, recorded five interceptions, and he had a career high with nine pass breakups. So, you know, for a guy who was playing in his age 32 season, Patrick Peterson had a pretty good season. Now, he's moving into Pittsburgh now on a pretty good deal, I feel like, for him as a guy who's going to be 33 years old at the start of the season. Pittsburgh signed him to a two-year, uh, looks like $14 million deal, $7 million a year. So not bad coin for a guy, like I said, who is playing cornerback at age 33 or will be playing cornerback at age 33. That is typically a position that you do not see high-level play uh, from players once they hit their 30s. Offensive guard Nate Erbig. We know that Pittsburgh's offensive line the last couple seasons has not been great. It got a little better last year than what it was in 2021. Nate Herbig's not really going to move the needle much on that. I mean, PFF had him graded at a 58 overall. All his pass blocking grades were low, 58.6 pass, 55.7 run. This is probably just a depth piece for them. Nothing special. This linebacker, Cole Holcomb, it looks like he was a fifth-round pick back in 2019. He tied... At uh, number 19 among all linebackers with 20 tackles, resulting in defensive stop through seven weeks last season before he uh, lost the rest of the season to a, a foot injury. So, I mean, I guess it kind of seemed like Holcomb was on a little bit of a tear last year before he got hurt. But, you know, he did get hurt and lost the rest of the season. I mean, his overall grades aren't horrible, but they're this is not a major free agent splash signing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's just put it that way. So this last guy, Sumalo, he's, I guess he was kind of like the top offensive guard that was available in free agency this year. Uh, he's a little bit older. He's, okay, so he's 29 years old, going on 30. So that's not terrible. It's not, it's not awful for like an offensive lineman, but he is a little bit older. Um, it says he has injury history. I'm not 100% sure what all that is, but... He graded very well. It seems he's graded very well for pretty much all of his career. So it says that last year was the first year he started on the right side. So at right guard, he's predominantly been a left guard. So Pittsburgh now has a pretty decent offensive guard who can rotate back and forth. He can fill in, play either guard spot, whatever they need. It gives them a little more versatility. This guy might be a starter, I'm guessing. I, I'm not exactly sure who else they have on the offensive line, but... This one, I think, was probably a pretty good signing for them, along with Patrick Peterson, if he can play again like he did last year. So as far as guys that Pittsburgh lost, I feel like cornerback Cameron Sutton was a loss for them. He was ranked 28th in the league last year at the cornerback position. He's 28 years old. He went to Detroit on a three-year, $33 million deal. So I don't know if you want to call that a, a swip for swap, you know, Sutton out the door, Peterson in. You've got a little bit of an age difference. You're paying Peterson you know, a lot less than you're going to have to pay Sutton. And Peterson showed that he can still get the job done. Uh, you know, age hits people in different ways. So, you know, Pittsburgh was probably willing to take that gamble. Sutton wasn't anything extraordinary as far as like, I, I don't feel like they had to keep him. So I think that that's why they let him walk. They bring in Peterson. I think... I, I don't know. I feel like that's almost, it's almost a lateral move. 
Although Sutton did only allow 411 receiving yards last year, which was ninth best among cornerbacks in the NFL. So again, more like a lateral move, but just wanted to throw that stat in there. All right, so just to note a couple of these uh, real quick, they re-signed DeMonte Kazi, the safety. They re-signed uh, defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi. But to continue with the players they lost, Robert Spillane, the linebacker, not going to go into much detail there. William Jackson, the third cornerback. I don't, I don't know if that's that big of a deal, but I want to talk about linebacker Miles Jack. Pittsburgh also brought in Elandon Roberts on a two-year deal at the linebacker position. And then after that, they cut Miles Jack, saved them $8 million in cap space. Also to note, Devin Bush has gone to their other inside linebacker. He's in Seattle now. So Pittsburgh kind of has completely revamped their linebacking core. Real quick, just a couple last names to note. They lost Terrell Edmonds, safety. He went to Philadelphia on a one-year deal. Um, I think that pretty much does it for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, nothing real splashy with them. No major signings, no major revampings. Kenny Pickett's still their quarterback. So I think that they have probably improved the offensive line a little bit more, but I still don't think it's great. Their defense is always going to be good, although last year their pass defense was suspect. And by all accounts, the linebackers that they brought in are not excellent in pass coverage. So they're good at stopping the run, but they're not great in pass coverage, which, you know, the reports that the Browns are going to be moving more toward that five wide air raid offense. That bodes well for games against Pittsburgh, especially if we're going to be exploiting their weak pass coverage, you know, definitely in the middle of the field. We've got Njoku, we've got Jordan Akins now, Murray Cooper, that amazing route running that he does, and then with the addition of Elijah Moore, I really do think that we can exploit Pittsburgh's pass defense in 2023. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Spring is in the air, and that can only mean one thing, spring grilling. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, grab all your favorites like perfectly aged, tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. It's the perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS at checkout. Take advantage of this deal right now. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, and you're going to want to hurry because 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. So don't miss your chance to save big right now. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. Get that additional $30 off when you shop their semi-annual sale today. Minimum order may be required. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
All right, let's move to the division champs, Cincinnati Bengals, 12-4 and record, 418 points scored. That was eighth best in the league, 322 points allowed. That was fifth best in the league. So their defense was very good last year. Probably not going to be so much here in 23, and we'll get to that. Uh, overall rank, rank was sixth, offense ranked seventh, defense ranked 11th, special teams ranked 18th. All right, so the big signing for the Bengals in free agency so far has been offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. This one sparked a little controversy because as soon as they signed him, reports came out that their former first-round pick at offensive tackle Jonah Williams requested a trade, said, I I don't want to be here if if you're bringing this guy in. So, you know, a little bit of ego playing there maybe. Um, Orlando Brown, 75.8 overall. Great is pass blocking, 77-2, run 69-1. I think this is a good move for the Bengals, unfortunately. <laughs> but Joe Burrow's got to get some protection back there. We've seen that offensive line be very suspect in the last couple years. It has been their downfall on offense. They've got all the other pieces, but the offensive line has been very weak. Joe Burrow finds himself on his back way too many times in important games and important moments. So Orlando Brown Jr., that's a big signing for the Bengals. Funny enough, he comes over from essentially their new rival in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. He comes in, he's what? He's going to be 27 years old starting this season. They gave him a four-year, $64 million deal worth $16 million a year. So they're investing heavily in protecting Joe Burr on that offensive line. So I'm going to bounce back a little bit here now. Let's talk about the players, a couple of the players that the Bengals lost. They lost Both their safeties, Jesse Bates and Von Bell, are both gone from this defense. They were both very highly ranked, performed very well for the Bengals last year, part of that fifth overall defense. And instead, they bring in Nick Scott, 28 years old, from the Rams on a three-year, $12 million deal. So where you had Jesse Bates ranked as the 24th best safety in the league last year, Von Bell was 35th. Nick Scott was 78th. So his performance last year did not compare to the safeties that they lost in free agency. So I think the Bengals are going to be really hurting in the secondary in 2023. I'm sure they're going to address it in the draft, so we'll see what they do there. We'll talk more about the AFC North again after the draft going into the season over the summer and kind of get an update on that. But as far as free agency goes, I would say the Bengals are big losers in the secondary on defense. The Bengals did retain linebacker Jermaine Pratt on a... Three-year, $20.25 million deal. He's going to be 27 years old. Pratt had a career year just now in 2022. His 80.6 overall grade, that was like a 30-point jump, they said, from his previous career high. A lot of that might have been due to favorable matchups in the passing game. He was not always in the game on third downs. But he does grade pretty well in pass coverage, despite not being a very big linebacker. He's 6'3", 250, so... Heavy guy, you know, built, but just just not real tall, not real big, probably not real agile either, I'm guessing. Aside from those names, nothing real notable. Uh, they're, they're backup slash third down receiving running backs. Maji P. Ryan, who filled in real nice for Joe Mixon last year in a few games. He's gone. He's now playing in Denver. And their tight end, Hayden Hurst, is now in Carolina. Though, I did see just now they have signed, come to an agreement with Tight end Irv Smith Jr., who I was hoping maybe the Browns would take a look at. He's a real nice athletic tight end out of Alabama. He showed flashes in Minnesota. He really did. I liked what I saw when he was on the field and available in Minnesota. That was just the issue. He was always injured, 
every season it was something new with him. He just wasn't on the field. But when he was, I'm telling you, this guy's an athlete. So if he's healthy, this could be a sneaky, dangerous acquisition for the Bengals offense as another weapon in Joe Burrow's arsenal. Okay, let's talk about the Rapids. Baltimore Ravens, 10-7 record last year, 350 points scored. That was 19th in the league, 315 points allowed. That was third best. So, yes, their defense was good last year. But their offense sucks. Overall rank 5, offense rank 10, defense rank 9, special teams 14. Let's dive into it. The Baltimore Ravens have signed no one in free agency. Well, that's not true. They did sign uh, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar. He's going to be 30 years old. And there you go, Lamar, whoever the hell's playing quarterback for you in 2023. You got yourself a, a great receiver. No, you, you, you really didn't. Um, Nelson Aguilar comes in on a one-year $3.25 million deal. Nothing special. He's just kind of been okay in his career. You know, starting out with Philly, he just never really lived up to what he was supposed to be anywhere he's been. Uh, he'll, he'll show flashes from time to time, but this is not a big upgrade at wide receiver whatsoever for the Ravens. And interestingly enough, the Ravens have a little bit of turmoil at the wide receiver position if they don't have enough at the quarterback position. So Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta's NFL Combine comments. So he made these comments at the NFL Combine about drafting receivers. He was asked about this. Apparently, this has been a common criticism of his tenure there in Baltimore Pretty interesting what he had to say. He said, if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. Well, he pissed off Rashad Bateman, former first-round pick at the wide receiver position. They took him back in 2021. He took that personally. And then he, of course, went to Twitter like all the kids do nowadays. And the tweet has since been deleted. But what he said was, how about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight. Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Rashad Bateman was not happy. So I'm loving, I'm loving the turmoil in Baltimore. It's wonderful. First of all, they got nothing at receiver. Rashad Bateman, I believe, can be a nice receiver, but he's, he's shown over two seasons. He can't be healthy. He can't be healthy. So therefore, his development over those two seasons hasn't, gone the way it could have had he been on the field obviously and we've got to just mention they don't really have a quarterback right now Lamar Jackson the other day came out and publicly said on Twitter I requested a trade at the beginning of March he wants out of Baltimore Baltimore is not willing to give him what he wants the standoff has just been a lot of fun for Browns fans I believe and you know it'll be interesting to see what happens but aside from the Nelson Aguilar thing Baltimore's done nothing in the offseason. They've done, they've signed no one. They, they, they've traded for no one. They they brought in, no, I'm sorry, they didn't bring these guys in. They re-signed Trayvon Mullen, cornerback, uh, Delshawn Phillips, linebacker. These guys are all on one year, one million dollar deals. So they're not big names. They brought in Tristan Cole and Castillo. Uh, uh, I'm guessing this guy's a backup center. Um, let's see, they they re-signed Geno Stone. Uh, safety. These guys are all $1 million deals. So nothing, nothing huge. Uh, Justice Hill got re-signed, but he never sees the field. Josh Oliver, the tight end is gone. Ben Powers, their guard, he's out in Denver now. This team has done nothing. They've lost Calais Campbell, safety Chuck Clark. It's been really interesting to see Baltimore sort of, I don't want to say fumble the whole free agency 
kick off here, but at the same time, they really have not shown any sense of urgency. And I feel like a lot of the attention, a lot of the focus has been wrapped up in the Lamar Jackson situation and what they're going to do there. And right now, I don't know who's who it's looking better for, Baltimore or Lamar, but I can tell you this, right now it's looking real good for Cleveland and the rest of the AFC North because they lose Lamar. I don't know who they replace him with, but it doesn't really matter. Lamar can come back to Baltimore. They could give him everything he wants. He plays there in 2023, and he's still not going to have anybody to throw to. There's nobody there. So the Ravens' lack of urgency to get any sort of offensive weapons, especially bringing in uh, Todd Munkin, as their offensive coordinator for 2023, and they want to do a, a pass, more pass-heavy offense, well, who are you going to throw the ball to? Where's this pass-heavy offense coming from? You've got nobody to execute it. So this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be real interesting to see. I'm just, just loving watching what the Ravens are not doing right now. All right, so that was just a real quick, real brief rundown on the free agency moves or not moves, by the other AFC North teams so far throughout free agency. When you compare what the Steelers, Bengals, and Ravens have done in free agency to what the Browns have gone out and done, one team has a sense of urgency at at several positions. The Bengals made a nice move bringing in Orlando Brown to try to shore up that offensive line and help Joe Burrow. But the Browns, the Browns have gone after D-tackle, safety, wide receiver, Uh, center, bringing back Ethan Posick. The Browns have gone after it. We've made some big splashes and there's still the draft coming up. Which, by the way, before I wrap this video up, make sure you guys tune in April 28th, 7 o'clock on YouTube Live. We will be doing live coverage of round two and three or as much of round three as we can get. I know the Browns pick early in round three at this point in time, but if they decide to trade back up into round two to get somebody that they really have their eyes on, We'll be there to cover it. We're going to recap night one, talk about all the crazy things that happen because crazy things always happen. And then we'll just be there to kind of take you along through round two. We'll be talking Browns football. We're going to have some guests on. It's going to be a lot of fun. So just make sure you guys join us April 28th, 7 o'clock, day, night two of the NFL draft. So that'll wrap up this one. Like I said at the beginning, I just wanted to give Browns fans a little insight into the other three teams in our division because... I don't know about you guys, but I've been so heavily focused on what the Browns are doing that I haven't even really given a thought or a care to what these other teams are doing. And then when I go diving in and and looking at the players that they're keeping, letting go, signing, it's interesting to see compared to the Browns. Because like I said before, the Browns have, in comparison to these other teams, just kind of knocked it out of the park. So hats off to Andrew Barry. More information about him coming out soon. I'm interested to get your take on that. Let me know what you guys think about the AFC North. Are the Browns, do you think the Browns have done the best in free agency so far? Or one of these other teams? Let us know. Put it in the comments. And until we see you guys next time, go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.